Welcome back to the Business Meets Fitness podcast. It's Lauren here and I'm joined by James as always on a Thursday. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about three things that are going to make you a better fitness coach. So whether you're an in-person personal trainer or an online fitness coach, this episode is going to be perfect for you. So James, should we just get straight into it today? What is your number one? I think my number one coming from a natural personal trainer would be say you don't know when people ask you a question that you actually don't know the answer to. Okay, so when has been a situation where you've kind of blagged your way through kind of acting as though you do know when you really have no idea? <laughs> I think the biggest one, not it doesn't happen so much recent, like recently nowadays because like I'm an experienced like trainer and whatnot, but I think in the past before I've thrown the word hormone around <laughs> more times than I can count. And I think it's a very easy kind of get-out clause when you actually have no idea what you're talking about. Mm. Like especially I had one client who was a female, couldn't lose weight, took the contraceptive pill, and she was adamant that that was causing her to not lose weight. I didn't have the heart to tell her that she just was eating too much. <laughs> um, so I kind of just accepted it and told her that hormones were playing a part and that these were elevated, this was happening, blah, 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 blah. Whereas what I should have really just said is, look, I don't know the answer, gone away and read about it, and then actually provided her some value and like helped her with it. Yeah, and the thing is, you could have even come back to her and said, hey, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Admitting that you're wrong as well, I think that kind of falls into this category, and maybe even asking an expert for help. That can be something that I think can really help you as a fitness professional. It's okay to say that you don't know the answer. I think the biggest tip as a personal trainer would be to build trust and honesty with a client. Like that's massive. Um, so especially when it comes to them asking for help and asking you a question, if you turn around and say you don't know, you go away and read around the subject area, go and find someone on Instagram, find someone on the internet that's an expert in that area you're trying to read up on. Go onto PubMed, go onto websites and read about it. Go back to them and say, this is what I've found. Um, I'm not going to say it's categorically correct and this is what's happening with you. It's not my area of like expertise. However, this is what I've read. This is my interpretation and go from there. Um, I promise you your client will respect you way more. They'll trust what you say in the future more. And then there's honesty there between the both of you. When you then turn around and say, what happened this weekend? Did you go and eat? McDonald's and Burger King and whatnot, they'll probably now turn around and tell you that they did or they didn't. They'll be far more honest with you because you were honest with them from the get-go and you told them you didn't understand and you didn't know what they were talking about. So you went away and read about it. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. And I think this brings me on to the second point, which is invest in yourself. If you go away and do some research and you find that there's a really good online course that you like the look of, Enroll in it and invest in it because if you do that, then your clients are not only going to see that you are incredibly serious and that you are literally investing into your business and into your education, then it's also going to, yeah, like I said, it's going to really make you more well-versed on that topic and it's going to make you a better fitness coach overall. And I think that this is just so critical. I think that it's something that has allowed me to elevate and escalate my business to the height that it is at now. And if I'd never done any of this stuff, I feel like, 
you just spend a lot of time researching and researching is great but a really an even better thing is to invest in something that has all of the resources all in one place where it's nicely organized for you and all of that. For example, if you're looking to try and learn how to get more clients, how to build an online fitness coaching business, then you can enroll in online fitness business school. I mean, I'm just shamelessly plugging that here as an example because I created this course with the personal trainer who wants to build an online fitness business in mind. So that's just an example there. And another example is Mass. Mass is something that I've left linked in the show notes and it's where you can subscribe to a monthly research review where you can get all the most cutting edge evidence-based training and nutrition sent straight to you. So whether you're looking for the business side of things or the training and nutrition side of things, then you can obviously do that. Now, James may or may not have another resource coming out in the near future, but for now, James, do you just want to move on to your third point about the best thing that you would say for fitness coaches to do? I'd say in terms of a business aspect, um, having a value that is absolutely critical. Nice point. Um, I had absolutely no idea what a value ladder was when I first started out. Um, so it's totally understandable, like... If you don't know what it is. Especially, I think, as an in-person personal trainer, you have no idea what a value ladder is. Yeah, I think, yeah. As an in-person trainer, you've got no Scooby. Um, but that is absolutely critical. Um, do you want to explain what it is? Because you're more well-versed on the topic. Yeah, for sure. So having a value ladder is just absolutely fundamental no matter what business you're in so perhaps you may have stumbled across this podcast and you aren't even a fitness coach well I mean that would be kind of strange but hey whatever it happens to be you need a value ladder so a value ladder essentially means that you have a series of different products and or services that range in price points now the first and most important reason why you need the value ladder is because you're going to be able to help more people if you have more products available. For example, if you have an ebook that costs £10, then a lot more people are going to be able to buy that than somebody who is going to buy your one-to-one online fitness coaching that costs £1,000 per month. Like, it means that you're able to help more people and it also means that you're able to earn more money because you're able to extract more money from all sorts of different people. For example, if somebody comes to you asking for help and you say, oh, by the way, I charge £300 per month for online fitness coaching, here's what I can do, blah, 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 and they come back and say, oh, I'm sorry, that is way too expensive for me, you could then say, oh, okay, I'm sorry um, that we can't do that, however, here's something else that I have, which is a £40 workout plan, and um, you can you can buy this using this link here. And it means that you were able to downsell the person. So downselling is essentially when they come to you for one thing, but you like you make them buy something that's, well, they choose to buy something that's cheaper. Um, and if you have a load of different products that range in price points, you can extract more money from each different person. Because for example, again, somebody may go th- for your one-on-one online fitness coaching, and then after a period of time, they may no longer need that. Well, you could then put them into a group coach program where it costs a little bit less money but you're taking on more people at once um so i mean there are multiple different things that that you can do in your value ladder um something this is something that i teach massively inside online fitness business school i also teach you how to build a flagship program so a flagship program would essentially be your group coaching program that you can sell at scale Um, And so yeah, this is just so fundamental for a personal trainer and a fitness coach because it means that you're able to take your business to new heights and it means that you can help that that greater group of people um yeah the greater good <laughs> yeah exactly no you you can touch more people and you can make more money 
Um, because I think that money is just a byproduct of the value that you're adding to the world. And like, if you have all these different products, you can add more value. You can change more lives. Yeah, I think the it's harder for an in-person personal trainer. Yeah. Way sure. harder. Um, That's why I think that the first step for an in-person personal trainer who's constantly training that time for money could be literally just to get a couple of one-to-one online fitness coaching clients. But I think that, you know, when it comes to one-to-one online fitness coaching, there does become a time where you need to then add more stages to your ladder because you can't... It's, it's Your time is your limit. Like, the time is the limit when it comes to service-based businesses that personal training is. Um, and so that's why you need to get some systems in place and some products in place because once you've built the products, you can then sell it at scale. For example, an ebook. Let's say you have a £40 ebook and you're literally selling 100 a month. That's an extra 4K per month. Okay, so, um, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of easy money that you can get. Um, and you've already built it. You built the products and now it's just about selling it at scale. Anyway, that wraps up today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness Podcast. I hope it has been valuable to you. James, do you have anything else to add? Mm, not today, I don't think. Okay. I think other than... Yeah, I think if you implement the steps that we've spoken about, mm. it will help you improve. Yeah, because a lot of times people will listen to a podcast they'll be like, oh, that's a nice idea. But right now, I want you to think, what could be the next thing that I add to my value ladder? What could be the next investment I make into my business? What could be the next thing that I do in order to better myself as a fitness coach? Because that's what it's all about. If you can be the best version of yourself, if you can learn not only just all the fitness knowledge and everything about training and nutrition, but also about business, then you are going to become better in every single element and you're going to be able to change more lives because if you know the fitness information then you can help your clients to the best degree but if you know the business information then you can help people at scale and you can help even more people so you need to have a good balance of the two so that's it really i think bonus tip Mm -hmm. if you're an in-person trainer Mm -hmm. even an online coach treat it as a business not as just they're paying you money Mm, yeah don't see clients as dollar bills and I think don't just accept money into your personal account. Make sense? Are we going for tax advice now? No, but what I'm going for is if clients pay into a separate account, like a business account, and then you pay yourself, there's then their money, there's then money left over to invest into your business. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. So like normal businesses don't just take money into their bank account and then they go and spend it. They then pay their employees. Mm-hmm and leave money left over to invest back into the business. And I think it's a mistake I made as a personal trainer. Clients just paid my personal account. I looked at the account and thought, wicked, I can spend it. And I never then thought about investing in my own business. Mm -hmm. Whereas if it's in a business account and you then pay yourself, like as and when you need the money, there's still then money left over to invest back in. Yeah, that's a little bit more of a complex topic. Um, So perhaps one day I could find somebody to talk all things tax and expenses and that type of thing with a bit more of a dry topic. But anyway, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next episode.